to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm one half of your hosts, Matty G. And the other half here, Jesse, along with our guests, the founders of High Stick. Thank you for coming on, guys. Why don't you go on and introduce yourselves to our audience? Sure. Thanks, man. Uh, we are, you know, really happy to be here. Uh, this is uh, this is a really cool podcast for us to do. Um, you know, we're reading through a lot of the uh, the things that the work that you guys do, and uh, it's a fun place to chill out. So thanks for having us on. Uh, my name is John Bonds. I'm uh, one of the sales directors here. Um, one of five of the uh, co-founders of High Stick Delta 8. We provide uh, organic Delta 8 um, sourced from uh, organic CBD hemp in Colorado, where our facility is located. Uh, we service, you know, every legal state in the uh, in the country, or at least we're working on it. And um, yeah, we're just really happy to be here, man. Happy to have you on. Who do, who do we have next? Yeah, so my name is Richard Ashton. I'm the digital marketing director at High Stick. Um, and the other of the five founders of High Stick. I'm out here in New York City right now. Um, we're all kind of scattered, actually. And uh, it's great to be here on this podcast. Happy to have you. Last yep, but not least. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not least. You got Ian here, Ian Bush. I am uh, the brand director for High Stick. Like Richard, you know, I was I was based out in New York for a bit. And then um, during the course of the pandemic, moved out to Chicago. So I'm based out of Chicago now. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm the brand director. And uh, I'm, I'm mostly going to be here to just help you guys out and pull pull any resources you need, kind of like the Jamie and the GR, JRE podcast. Uh, but yeah, happy to be here. Sweet. We need that video of the lady hitting the moose with her car. If you could pull that up. <laughs> pull it up, up for you. I know, I know it's not relevant, but we'll need yeah, it eventually. We'll, we will need it. It's brought up at least once every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no thank, you guys, thank you guys for coming on. Um, this is an exciting product to talk about. Uh, it's something that's like a new wave in the cannabis field, something that even cannabis connoisseurs like Matt and myself are new to. So can, can you give us an idea of like what Delta eight is exactly? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Delta eight is, uh, is what we believe to be the future of, uh, the cannabis industry. Um, there will always be a market for flour, for, for hemp products, for all those things. Um, however, after the 2018, um, farm bill was passed uh, via Congress, it legalized all of the constituents of the hemp plant, uh, Delta-8 being one of them, uh, a derivative also of CBD. So the effects, I, I always explain it to people like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. You've got CBD, definitely beneficial, too cold. You've got Delta-9, traditional cannabis, definitely also beneficial and very popular. However, some people, it's too hot. They're, they get anxious. They get too high with their friends. Like, ah, oh, I'm awkward. I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, and then uh, uh, Delta eight is just right. You know, it's like, it's what we call our business weed. You know, it's like you get to relax. You get to have those, that same sensation, but it's, it's light. So you get to still be like, like with it, you're still crisp. You're still clear. You can still do your stuff. You can still, I, I still would, you know, from a legal standpoint, not advise driving on it. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's still, it's an amazing thing and it's, it's very new. You know, a lot of people don't know about it. Delta eight tends to be like a scary designer name that people might shy away from, but that's, that's our work to try to educate people and, and, you know, find the people that might not be interested in it, but this could definitely benefit them. 
So that's that's kind of where we're headed with uh with our with our Delta Eight products. And then yeah. Richard and Ian are uh, you know, they're they're doing a phenomenal job, um, you know, spreading the message because they're in charge of our exposure. You know, brand director, social media director. So so these guys are are just doing a great job of making my job as the sales director easier so that people sometimes already have heard about us by the time I call them, you know? Mm. Now, is it more like a sativa? Like, is that what you mean by like, you get things done still? Like, is it like a happy yeah, so, high like sativa or? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the way that Delta 8 behaves on its own as a distillate, um, as a compound without any terpenes or anything else added to it, it tends to have a sativa effect where it's very uplifting. You know, okay. you, you have a little, you have a little rip, have two rips and people are like, oh, wow, cool. I feel high, but I'm not like lazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you're, there's no couch lock. Um, but then we also in, uh, we introduce terpenes to them, botanically derived terpenes. As we all know, the terpene is the, the, com the natural compound in the plant that gives it, it, gives it its characteristics. So you'll have like indica versus sativa, you know, what we're calling mellow versus motivate. Um, you know, so right now I've got my, uh, my lemon diesel stick, um, my high stick. And so lemon diesel terpenes added to it's a sativa strain. And that is more of a, more of a wake up call gives you some energy. Um, and if you have an indica, the mellow that we add those to those terpenes, one of ours is a granddaddy Smurf. Uh, that oh, one's nice. our own proprietary blend of, um, blueberry indica with uh, granddaddy perp, very classic strains. Um, but the mix of the two is an awesome, like mellow berry flavor. Um, while providing a more relaxed experience. So it kind of balances out that, um, that natural sativa quality of Delta eight and brings it down to like a, you know, you could have this around bedtime or you could have this post-workout or things like that. So there's a, there's a, a myriad of, uh, of different applications for it, which is why it's so much, you know, fun to work with because we can, how many different ways can we express this product and bring it to people, you know? Mm -hmm. And now everybody has their own, like it's becoming the era where everybody has their own terp favorites, you know, too. So you got to match that for people. Like mm -hmm. I never was aware of like how much Terps influenced the butt itself and all of that, the mixture, the whole fucking science compound of the, the product. And it's uh, I'm really curious. I have me, again, me and Jesse have both not tried Delta eight, but we're both very, very intrigued by it. Absolutely. Can't wait to get our hands on these high sticks, man. Which yeah. ones did we send over to them, John? Do we know? Uh, I, I don't know exactly which ones we sent. Um, <clears throat> I'll get that information from our facility. Um, if, it's not all of them. I'll be sure to send the rest because I want to make oh, sure you guys can oh, try everything. He's sending us oh, the whole yeah. warehouse. Yeah, this, just the, this guy is the, whole, the whole warehouse. I'm just going <laughs> to relocate it. <laughs> well, the other Dude. thing too is uh, we have different product categories too. So, right, what you just saw was one of them. It was the diffuser. It's what looks like a vape. Um, that one is. It comes in three different types um, and a classic. So the classic mint is our is our was our essentially our flagship model. Um, when we first started, that one's classic mint. It's a natural organic mint, um, a, you know, oil inside of it uh, with de just Delta 8. And then we have uh, our other three. So John in his hand has uh, the Motivate, which is the lemon. And then there's um, that right there is the uh, the mellow one. So you can see the purple. We've matched it with the color. Um, and that one is lavender, kind of berry uh, flavor to it. That one's your more indica. And then we have a mindful, which is kind of like your middle ground. That one is mostly sativa. So there's a lot of bright energy in that, but it has a little more of your relaxation. So it kind of mellows you out in order so you can do some deep focus work. And then, so that's just one category. We also have um, tinctures, which is what I, I put in this coffee, which I already downed. Um, that one is sublingual. So you typically put it, it's a droplet you put under your, under your tongue. You've probably seen that maybe, I don't know if you guys have seen that with CBD oil mm -hmm. at all. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. works works the same way. Um, but what's cool is um, you know, one of the ways we've been doing it is we we can drop it into our coffee. So I've dropped lemon diesel into my coffee. It has MCT oil in it too. So I don't know if you've ever done MCT Ooh. in coffee. That's really cool. So it has all the benefits of that, um, as well as all the benefits of Delta Eight. And we um and then the other one we have, which is our infusers. This is the first ever made. Um, flavored infusers, powdered infusers, those come in the same three category types as well. You're seeing kind of a trend. It's mindful, uh, motivated, and mellow. And then um, we also have our carts for people who are not new to cannabis. These are um, the kind of like these little cart cartomizers that you stick on top of, a, of an electronic pen. They, they thread into it. And those have our, yep, it's just exactly like that. We have those and we have... Um, we have a proprietary model as well for, for that stuff. And um, that is, uh, we can get those to you as well. But those those come in original strains, um, actually. Uh, those come in original strains. Uh, sorry, sorry, one second. No worries. We're all working from home. Like you said, yeah, we're, exactly. we're spread out. You, you got to work where you can. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but uh, so those actually come in your like your strains that you're used to. So it's like we have lemon diesel. Um, we have Pineapple Express, we have Gelato, we have Blue Dream, we have Granity Smurf, which is our proprietary. And we also, did I miss anything, John? Yeah, so in order of lemon, of Sativa down to Indica, we've got Lemon Diesel, Strawberry Cough, um, Pineapple Express, Blue Dream, Gelato, um, Granddaddy Smurf, and then OG Kush. Yeah. In order of most Sativa Damn. to most. It's a lot to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to, it was one of the things that we had to decide as founders, you know, we had some, some, you know, a lot of, you know, heated debates among, you know, between us about like, what's the right number? Is it five? Is it 50? Um, because there's, there's really, I mean, you look up Google terpenes, I dare you Google, Google weed strains. <laughs> there's, there's limitless everything from, from biscotti to cheetah piss to blue dream to the, the old school skunks. And like stuff that was back in Cali that it, honestly, all those old true strains have been snuffed out by the DEA. So the GDP that you have now might not be the exact GDP that existed in the 90s. So there's there's just it's such a dynamic environment just to talk about the strains themselves. Like that was a lot of fun for us to both experiment with all these different terpenes and all the different effects that they provide and then decide, are we mixing these? Are we making our own proprietary blends? That's how we got the GDS. But for the rest of it, it was like, no, leave them as is. Uh, these are what people expect. You know, if they strike off, people know what they want, you know? And and I mean, everyone's got their favorite too. So that's kind of uh, the uphill battle, I'd imagine, in in deciding to narrow it down to the ones you put out is really like, you got your personal yep. favorite and then there's like what the, your your audience or your consumers in this case would want. Was, was that like- Yep, you can't please everybody. Were were there some favorites left behind that didn't make the the cut? Absolutely. Um, there's, I mean, so one of the the ways that we're trying to play with being able to try to make even more people uh, their favorites. Like, there's some that are very classic still. Like, Dosi Mango was a was like, do we keep it? Uh, what do we do? So, um, that not to go with Dosi Mango for example as one of our like mainstays. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't do something like this is our flavor of the month. Um, so there's uh, there's other ways to play going forward or like, hey, for this, you know, for this time, we're going to do, you know, for this month, this or until it's gone. 
or because a lot of times com- companies they make terpenes in limited supply and they're not consistent and you can't always get the thing um so that always that also played into our decisions for which strains to go with and and which ones are be consistent is it going to be the exact same product in january as it july you know because it is again an, an organic product coming from plants you know if you grow tomatoes, they're not all going to be identical. So you have to do as you know as best you can to make the product consistent. And that consistency is kind of what fun, your customers start to expect. It's like once they get it and they they like it, they that's the one that they go to. I know I've found you know my uh, my brand that I go to for for my cart cart pens, my THC pens and haven't really deferred from it. So really once from that marketing standpoint, um, I, I guess I'm wondering, is it, has it been an uphill battle to kind of get people to, you know, understand that this isn't a THC pen that's going to get you, you know, blasted? Uh, yes. Yeah, I can speak on that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, initially, it was, take that one? <laughs> yeah. So in, initially it was an uphill battle. Um, but I think the more popular Delta is getting, um, we're having to let, do less of the heavy lifting. Um, but again, it's because it's so new. People don't even, they, you know, the way that John kind of classified it with the Goldilocks theory, like we've had to do that. But before that, people are just like, what is Delta 8? So it's, it's C, is it CBD or is it THC? So it's its own category. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a struggle, but that's the fun, also fun part about, you know, the dialogue that we have with our community, which is, I mean, the, we're using the word dialogue for a reason. It's two ways. We've been listening a lot to what people are saying and the questions they're having. And we just been really prudent to make sure that we communicate transparently with people. And then also just put out really good stuff that, you know, clearly, clearly kind of um, educates on what this is and, and, but it's a new space. So there's a lot of room to grow with it. You know, that that's, what's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, I think a lot of people are getting worried too, because we had that whole debacle with the K2 and all these other the synthetics and they don't like Delta eight sounds scary because it's like, oh, is that another synthetic? But it's like, sounds it, like a club. Well, it's, it's really <laughs> just the next step from THC normally. Well, it's funny too, because what this what I try to, what I, and especially originally, what I tried to do is just clarify that, well, actually weed the scientific name for that. Um, one of them is Delta nine. So mm-hmm. that kind of helps people kind of go, oh, wow, it's just in a class of these deltas that come from yep. this cannabis plant and people don't know even that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because we've had to kind of also include like what is THC, you know, to be able to kind of give more clarification on what Delta eight is. But it does sound scary, especially because KT, but it's not synthetic at all. So mm-hmm. um, we've been able to kind of just pretty much lean on that. Like, hey, this is, yeah. com- this is not Quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's organic. It's like, I mean. It's education. Yeah, the industry yeah. itself had a really had a really hard time getting off the ground um, because when you have an un- we we regulate ourselves, you know, like the government doesn't levy aggressive regulations on us yet. Um, yeah. We welcome them because it'll be a culling of bad actors in the industry. You know, there's a lot of you know unscrupulous manufacturers that don't really care what they put in their carts, and they're like, "Screw your lungs! I get to make money." Um, Bleach, right? That- That's the big thing. Yeah, that's that's where we that's where we were a few years ago with the vitamin E acetate and all these different things that people were all these cutting agents that people were including in there and not telling people or not testing or fake tests and um oh god that's even worse you know um yeah. that's well, like giving, thing that's is- like giving somebody a bottle of hair gel and being like here this is hand sanitizer good luck not getting sick yeah, you know no, what the, I mean bleaching like, is pretty interesting too it's because, fraud yeah yeah it's an intentional misrepresentation of material facts that's fraud. 
So we, we want to be as far away from it as possible because a lot of the um, the newer companies are were being held to a really high standard because of the last couple of years. You know, people got sick and we are completely aware of that. You know, I, I didn't smoke any weed carts for a couple of years since then because I was like, I don't trust the industry, you know, but you have to find companies that test aggressively. So yep. we do a third party testing and then we third party test our third party testing. So it's like we don't want to take any chances because I use my products. I'm using one right now. I gave my sister a strawberry cough yesterday. Like everybody that I care about, I want them to be able to have the, enjoy the benefits of my products. And if something happened to them, I'd never forgive myself. So I don't understand how some of these companies even get into the space in any kind of good conscience. Um, so it's like, it's, it's a lot easier when you do things right to stand out because there's, there is like the COA is on the box on a, on a like right there on a, uh, on a QR code. So anybody that way we can update them electronically every month and everybody can always see this is where this was tested. This is where this is the lab. You could call them and verify. So it was a very important issue to us to make sure that not only are we doing good things for like our initiatives and our social equity initiatives, but like just face value as a product, this has to be safe, you know? So we're, we're really proud of this. Yeah. I don't know. And also Matt, Jesse, I don't know if you guys have gotten experience from being able to talk to different people within the industries that you've talked to, but I think that, I mean, at least from what we're seeing as well, we're, we're watching how a lot of people, you know, just in order to make margin or make, you know, revenue, like they're they're sacrificing things for sales. And, and that's something we don't want to sacrifice. I don't think anybody would want to, but you know, we've been really, we've been really careful to make sure like, Hey, like whatever I'm doing, I want to make sure I can tell my kids and grandkids I did the right thing, you know? Yeah. Long-term part of the market is, yeah, staying true to yourself like that is only going to be beneficial for you. I mean, well, it's the corporatism of getting stuck in it just for the money is where you lead down that hole of, like, you got the, getting the too big and all that. I think, yeah, well, too. Yeah, too. I yeah. wonder if that has, like, a, a big impact on it. Cost-cutting is – it has to go with that, right? I mean – and well, it's and some cost. pushing around, sorry, and just pushing around the you know the blame essentially. If you have mm -hmm. you know three hundred employees and you're the Marlboro of cannabis, um, those CEOs up top aren't going to give a shit about like the product going out mm -hmm. versus someone like you guys where you're actually hands on with it, you're using it yourself. Um, I think that that yeah. that's definitely part of the problem is when they get like too too big and and stop caring. Disconnect. So, so it's 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 <laughs> yeah, and then and then the original promising to see gone. this from you guys, yeah, yeah, and then the original founders either are gone or aren't even involved in the cannabis industry, like, and they're just some executive who's like, but what about our bottom line? And it's like I'm very much concerned with our bottom line. I don't want to go out of business. This company is my baby. You know what I mean? But like. But at, at no point would we ever consider sacrificing quality for quantity. That's not how you grow. That's how you grow really fast for a year and then explode because you have terrible PR and you, and you hurt people. But like, and I would say to a point to your point, it's not necessarily some of the companies that got too big too fast. I think it's a lot of smaller companies that are going under the radar and just pumping out a ton of really shitty product. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on here. You really bad it, product. Good to go. It's um, fucking encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck yeah. Um, so I just think that it's a lot of smaller companies that push their stuff into the black market. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily things you bought from stores or dispensaries a lot of times, maybe once or twice a one-off, but for the most part, it was like, oh yeah, I bought this from this guy at work because he knows a guy who knows a guy. That's a good point. And then they end up in the hospital and they don't know why, you know, I'm like only buy things that are verifiable. Yeah, dude. You know? It's got to have that lab test. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to, well, that's yeah, what I love. That's 
Yeah, I know I said I'd keep my mouth shut, but I just wanted to jump in and say from a marketing side, I mean, we look at it as like the a good product is the best advertisement. You know, it's something that continues to stay on the market and and shitty products that have great advertising are a flash in the pan. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what I love about the uh, the podcasting industry as well. Um, it sounds weird to even call it an industry because it's really like, I mean, I'd love to hear you guys' story as well, but like you guys are friends. You guys decided just to do something, you know, and centered around things that you just love. And it's for the passion of that. And as opposed to, you know, oh, I just want to be rich or have clout or whatever. So it's like, I can definitely see like, it definitely, that's why we like being on here as well. Cause it's like, you're definitely, I can tell you're definitely about substance over sales, you know? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, shit, we were like two years before we even took on a sponsor, you know, like no money at all involved, just passion straight through. And it leads to a better product because we actually care. We want, we get people on, we want to talk to like you guys, like this is something we're curious about. Like, mm -hmm. so it comes off as authentic instead of just like, here's another guest, you know, blah, 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 blah. Their book is blah, blah, blah or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, just, even, even in the beginning when we started, we were pretty meticulous yeah. about like listening, editing the thing and then like re-listening to it before it mm -hmm. went out to the public and stuff like, you know, eased back on that as you become more professional in, in whatever industry you're doing. But um, I think if you keep those core values, that's, that's definitely important for building a, a brand where whatever your brand is, a podcast or yeah. a cannabis company, anything. Actually going off of that real quick, what is uh what, what is there a little bit of a story, like some background about how you guys decided to make this together or. Yeah. You know, Jesse bugged me for five years straight to make a podcast. And then I finally gave <laughs> out. The year was 1967 podcasts had never been heard of. We, uh, <laughs> no, we, uh, yeah, we've been friends since like middle school. Um, like I what you said before we were recording, we, you know, um, grew up in the same hometown and, yeah, I bothered him for a while. We had both listened to podcasts, I think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I started listening because Jesse, actually. Jesse got me into and, podcasting altogether. And then after, you know, we play Xbox pretty religiously uh, together almost <laughs> yeah. every day. It we were like, oh, the show. Let's, hop, let's hop onto, you know, a platform where people could hear these conversations. And then we kind of formatted it. I went to school for television production. So I used kind of my formatting knowledge from that to be like, here's how we could do like a show. Our first show had no format whatsoever. None. It was just like, oh, it's not even listenable. It's out there. People do want to listen, but wouldn't recommend I'm gonna it. look for it as soon as I'm off the show. <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. Definitely not where you want to go. Oh, <laughs> a couple minutes oh, and then jump to the recent that's the stuff. That's the cool thing. The first pen we came out with, the first stick, the first distillate, the first packaging. Oh, I wish I had a sample to show you. It's like, it was impressive to a lot of people and it was cool. And a lot of people were like, this is awesome. But we were like, we can do better. So that's why I wanted to listen to that. Cause I was like, yeah, that's awesome. But that's, that's the magic. That's when some of you were like, cool. We we're onto something here. How do we do it real? How do we make it better? So that's cool. I will still look for that podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's it, they're all out there. All what? Two hundred. Yeah, no shame. Six we... episodes now. Yeah. yeah two six. That's crazy. Good for you guys. Right on. That's all. That's a lot. And, and we've been doing it remote. We've been, we've been working, you know, remotely. I, uh, we started when I was out here in California and he was still in New York. Um, Actually, that shitty first podcast is the only one that was recorded together in person. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, no. That was the yeah, interview with Evan. That was the first interview episode. Oh, yeah. That's not. Te it was that's technically not, our first episode. But yeah, yeah it's it was a it, it took like a couple months of planning to actually get it out, which seems to happen with a lot of podcasts. There's sort of this. I'm going to start a podcast and then like a year of preparation goes by and you're like, 
I haven't put out anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally writing notes as you guys are talking because it's something that we definitely want to start jumping into as well. You guys should definitely be potting as business yeah. owners. 100%. You can be talking to everybody in the industry, networking on top yeah. of the actual fun of podcasting. The networking is the best. I mean, we've met people we've only dreamed yeah. of meeting. That's oh, the yeah. fun part. You know? Yeah, that, well, that's the cool part about I don't know if you guys are on Clubhouse yet, um, but that's a new um, app as well. That's just based off of like, essentially like it's like networking, a networking event essentially. And, and that kind of opened the door to like, it's like LinkedIn, Facebook and podcasts made a really weird conglomerate baby. It's like, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no content. You can't post anything. You can't like DM people, but you have profiles like you do in LinkedIn and then you can join a room of like, say a hundred people that are collectively interested in one thing. And it's like, you join a room pop and it's, it's all live. So you mute yourself and then you can hear some guy that you would never have access to. Like, yeah. uh, like one of, like one of them was Tommy Chong's business partner. And he's like, oh, Hey John, how you doing mate? <laughs> and I'm like, how does this dude know me? Like, this is awesome. So it's like, it's an incredible opportunity to put yourself out there in that kind of a space. So yeah, man, point taken. We should definitely be, be, uh, be public. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would highly recommend it. And I would definitely listen. Hi, I'm Mike from the genuine chit chat podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travelers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between, where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places. This episode of American Slacker is brought to you in part by Dango Products. Made here in America, they offer wallets, watches, and many other accessories. A couple months ago, I ordered my DO1 Dapper Pen Wallet in their patented DTEX, which is amazing. The DTEX that they've created is a material that is scratch-proof, water-resistant, and so easy to clean. You know, if you're working out there on the grind, getting your pockets dirty, maybe getting your wallet dirty, this thing will clean up and you can go out in the tux at night and you won't even know the difference. Check out their quality selection of wallets, watches, and other accessories at dangoproducts.com. Use the promo code SLACKER for 10% off your order. SLACKER approved. Well, and there's so many, you know, niche things out there, uh, podcast wise to listen to. And it, you, it, you can almost by making a show, you create an audience. It seems like, uh, that may not have even been there before when it comes yeah. to the business end of it. I was talking to a guy in the UK who does podcasts and he said he was like, Oh, you guys do like a variety show where you talk to like guests and have different segments and stuff. That's interesting. He's like over here in the UK, it's almost strictly self-help and business podcasts mm. and i'm like huh so you know i mean even moving between the different you know countries or, or zones you end up getting these different interests um we we've had listeners from australia and stuff like that even guests we, from australia yeah yeah we chart in the most yeah. random countries too that you wouldn't expect to be podcast listeners too you're like what and like anguilla anguilla oh, or something anguilla, like that we are dude um, number four. Oh, dude number four <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hell yes 
Bulgaria well, for a little bit, you know. It was interesting too. My friend, uh, I was talking about this with uh, I can't remember what I was talking about with, but uh, he actually he ended up going over to India um, into like Kerala or something like that. He ended up there somehow. I can't remember, but he ended up staying there. He went there. Um, he's a creator on YouTube and stuff, and he's done some stuff on Instagram as an influencer. At the time when he left, he had like maybe I don't know like 10k followers, mm-hmm. and then when he came back, he came back with about 150k. Oh, shit. Like on bo- wow. all, of his, all of his platforms. So it's, it's, it's interesting too. I, I want to hear, I guess, like what your guys' experience, because you guys, it sounds like you guys are, you guys have definitely well, like, you know, branched out into the, the rest of the globe. But there's just a lot of people out there who don't get a seat at the table because they're not in America, but they want to. It's like Mexico, oh, yeah. I know, is another one who really, they, they eat up social media like crazy. Oh, Jess, what, do you remember Roger's last name by chance? I didn't want to Boyd? put his name on blast. Thank you. We had one guy on, amazing dude. He, all he does is travel through like India and gets stoned. He, he carries hash <laughs> and smuggles it across the borders he and bikes. just like, and yeah. bikes and takes awesome footage and has like a YouTube with it. And he biked across Europe, Europe and Asia, dude. I believe. Um, there might be more on that list, but yeah, I yeah, put it all up on YouTube. Dude, he just bikes across the borders, smuggling hash, living it up, <laughs> hitting hash balls like as he's that traveling. Is. Dude, that's first of all, that's the risky. life. Second of all, that's incredibly risky, and he's advertising it. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, this is my face. If you want hash, look for this." It's like I know, right? Well, actually, he—I he, he, don't think he's ever shown his face on his YouTube, he, and he didn't yeah. show his face when we interviewed him. So he's pretty good about that. And True, uh, yeah, yeah, the healthy stoner. Go look him up. He's uh, his videos. Yeah, are I will. YouTube. Um, yeah, totally. Healthy stoner. That's awesome. With him, um, but, yeah, like you said, there, there's like so many voices out there not being heard uh just because podcasting i feel like it's so it's it's still very new even though it's like a decade old or, or yeah. maybe a little more in the u.s but outside of the u.s and like in place in like places like south america uh africa we charted for a little bit i think in a country in africa and i was like holy shit they're they're listening to podcasts over there why why wouldn't they you know i mean like mm-hmm. iphones are fucking everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's all these different areas that are sort of opening up and, and bringing in new perspectives and stuff. Well, who are you guys' favorite people to talk to when you guys are, do you guys ever talk directly to these people when you chart somewhere? Do you guys are like, Hey, like Africa, you guys are dope. Like, you know, da, 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 da. I mean, you know, the thing about the charting is uh, we have seemed to catch it after we've already charted, which which doesn't do us much good for actual promotions or anything like that. And and also it it seems it's a very uphill battle when it comes to advertising as a podcast. I feel like every social media platform wants us to pay for it, and I'm like, bro, we're already paying for our hosting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you guys are you guys only on? Uh, are you guys well? You guys are on everything right now, right? Everything, baby. You find oh, us yes. everywhere. Was that a work? That was uh, probably work, right? To get there because i know a lot of oh, them yeah dude slowly yeah we started out with just the normal feed that went out to like the standard podcast players I think and then, I, yeah apple and stuff yeah and then you had to extend to different ones and then youtube you know hitting when we all started spotify wasn't even like a big thing with podcasts. yeah you know, eventually i think a year or two spotify. in had to yeah get it on spotify um yeah. So it's a month or so, <laughs> and and there's always these new ones popping up here and there. So it's mm. that's it's constantly growing and changing. Just kind of like the cannabis industry in that way. It's like, oh shit, there's this new fucking clubhouse that we have to get on now because <laughs> that's where we got to get a hold of people, you know, for these networking opportunities. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we have any invites because that's the other thing too. Right now, it's it's invite only. John, mm. you have invites? I have two. 
Yes, we should definitely invite. <laughs> we'll we'll just need it. one for the American slacker. Who, there you go. You know, we'll, we'll well, operate under that. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to get you in there because that's, that's cool too. Because even just like this, it's like I'll be I'll be sleeping at like two a.m. and then I'll get a ping from Ian and our Matthew at at High Stick and John. They're like they're in a call with like Hobson or something like that, and we're just like and I have to jump on it. And I'm like, oh, crazy. You know, I'm here. Yeah, it kind of works kind of like yeah, oh yeah, there's a party. So, it's so random. It was a rap battle with Hobson, and we got pinged into the room. And then I was Damn. like, "There's only like eleven of us in this room. This is insane." <laughs> You're being witness to like exclusive events. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool because it's like you. It just says there's twenty people in the room. It only tells you who like six of them are, and you ping into the room, and you go, "Oh wow, okay, cool." There's a cool. And then you raise your hand, and people like call you up to talk. It's it's awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely invite you guys. That'd be really cool to get you guys on that uh, on that platform just to see what's up and network and stuff like that. And we yeah. can have some of these conversations on that app and let other people listen in. Oh, definitely. I've, I've been really sure. I've, honestly, sure. Let's start a nice. I've been I've been surprised, honestly. It's just the, back to what we're talking about with cannabis being uh, like, especially everything that's going on. It's kind of like a new space. Like, there's just a lot to. I, a lot of people just want to just go straight the straight like, oh, everything you know, weed or just cannabis, but it's almost like this is kind of opening up a conversation in the same way that like what might feel like micro brews or like craft beer is to the beer industry. You know, it's like, it's like there's a lot of niche people out here who can like, just, they just do their own thing. And it's like, especially with Delta, it's like, we're not necessarily, we're not pot, you know, is one of the things we say, like, we're definitely not like weed at all. So it's like, we can, we don't have to be the traditional you know, weed stereotype at all. And especially a lot of the things that people stereotype weed for, and we're not against, you know, you know, weed or THC necessarily. It's, you know, it's our, it's our neighbor. Right. But, you know, people are usually say like, Oh, you know, weeds for lazy people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, well, we can actually say that it's not because it's like something that doesn't actually, and I, I'm excited, honestly, dude, I'm excited to get you guys to just try it for yourselves, but you'll see, it's kind of one of those things where you take it and you get the elation and you get the, you get the high. Everyone usually says happy high. And then they go for a hike. That's typically like mm. <laughs> everyone who gets our product, they're like, Oh, I want to, they get on it. And they're like, oh, I just want to go walking somewhere. You know, it's just like, you want to do stuff as opposed to like regular weed. So it sounds you know, like a yeah. good, maybe introduction for those people who maybe were a little too mm -hmm. intimidated by cannabis for sure too. I know even talking to like uh, my parents, like my mom specifically, she, she knows I I'd smoked weed. I always got in trouble in like high school and shit like that with her. Cause she, cause she didn't want me to get in trouble. Yeah. Fucking mad nose. Um, I, and he was growing a plant in his backyard and got busted. Told her they were onions. Um, yeah. But uh, no, like she, the, she never wanted me to get in trouble and stuff like that. But then eventually like after habitually using cannabis like for years and like graduating college and getting a steady job and stuff like that yeah. she she actually said to me you know i i see that not everyone who smokes weed has to be planted on the couch and melting into it like that commercial yeah. um so it, it's like slowly getting to those even even the generation like above like the baby boomers and stuff yeah. like that who who maybe didn't have like the best experience when they tried it back in like the sixties or seventies or something. Yeah. I actually, I actually got a, a great, great opportunity to just talk to my grandmother about it, which was so, so surreal. I was like, I never thought I'd be able to talk to my grandmother about this. And she's like this, cute, she's this cute little Vietnamese lady. And uh, so she's just definitely like, she's definitely, she can be very old school, but she's very nuanced in a lot of ways. But you know, yeah, she was just, she's just, she's kind of like, yeah, I would, 
I would, I would, uh, I would try it. I've been able to talk to her about it. My grandfather too, he's a Sergeant major, uh, in the Marine Corps. And so, um, and being a Marine myself, it was like, it was like, oh my God, that was such a scary conversation to have with him about it. But what's cool is because I'm not like, it's not weed. Like it's almost like Delta eight also has a chance to rewrite stigmas about mm. the entire cannabis industry. Cause it is a new and, and it's, it's, it's a more, I don't know if you know this too, it's like a lot of research being done on Delta-8, which is, it's a more stable um, uh, cannabinoid than Delta-9. That's actually why it's less intense, you know? So it's like, there's a, there's so many things about it that are just like kind of cleaned up and, and, and nicer and stuff and well-packaged. So it's like, it's, it's allowing us to kind of have these conversations we wouldn't be able to have because, you know, it's a new thing. So um, I don't know. I, I just feel like what's really interesting is like what you were talking about, Jesse. It's like, you know, I feel like at some point, you know, everyone who's grown up, you know, smoking, it's like, it's going to come out because this stuff is going to become legalized. And then you're going to be like talking to your parents. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that too. They're like, wait, what? This entire time you, you grew like a plant in your backyard. Yeah. I mean, it's the stigma is slowly falling or well, more rapidly falling apart these days, I think. Um, and, mm -hmm. and for anyone who hasn't tried you know, or, or maybe had a bad experience with cannabis. I'm thinking that a product like what you guys have would be perfect for them. I mean, uh, it's like contrary. It's like the complete opposite to when I first tried a dab, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I, my, uh, my weed dealer was like, try this. And he's like, keep pulling, keep pulling. Porch on it. So oh, <laughs> yeah. that's who always gets you, dude. You go to get a sack of weed and then the guy's got you on his living room floor fucking begging for mercy. <laughs> the yeah, dude, it felt like he punched me in the chest and threw me in an ice bath. And then I had to dude. ride a bike home. Like it fucked me up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's the worst. <laughs> you had to ride a bike home. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Jesus uh, that was a ride for Al. But I mean, like, God. so. So this seems like the opposite end of that. This seems like a really chill way to kind of get into it or try it, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like it's, mm. I don't know, Delta 8, it's almost like, uh, and again, I'm, John is, is our, is our company like veteran stoner. Like it's um, like, I'm, I'm, you know, like I, like I said, I was in the Marines. So like I stayed away from a lot of things for a long time. And so I don't know. I just feel like a lot of this, the things that you wouldn't want to have, like if you, if you're, I think, I don't know, maybe it was like, it was kind of like in a setting like this with a bunch of friends and they're just like, man, I wonder if you could get like, get rid of like the anxiety and the paranoia. Like, I wonder if you could do this. I feel like they just got together and made it happen. And so like, that's what it does. And so it's like, it's pretty cool. Cause it's like, but beyond that too, it's like the stigmas we're talking about where those come from. And I get, you know, maybe this is a good segue, but a lot of the, the stigmas people have, even if they're, you know, if there's a racial history to it. So it's like, people don't realize that, you know, cannabis has been around forever since like the 1800s in America specifically. Um, and it wasn't always a bad thing. It wasn't in, until like, you know, you had like the refugees coming over from Mexico, you know, and they were bringing in, you know, the way they use cannabis, which was, you know, smoking. They were the you know first ones to really introduce and make it popular in America. And so, you know, America at that time, you know, being extremely, you know, there's so much racism that was just rampant, you know, they they used marijuana and that's why the word is marijuana and we don't use like weed or cannabis is because they wanted to attach it to people of color and go oh you know like they're literally like headlines that were coming out that literally said like entire mexican family going insane or just like mm -hmm. oh like uh you know black and 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 the latino company community for example they're they're all smoking weed and murdering and raping and stuff like that which is yep. insane Dude, and so yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if you guys know anything about that, but it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they even had propaganda films that came out. I think it was called Reefer Madness. Where, oh, yeah, baby. Come on. That's a classic. Yeah. You can get smoking doobie and watch that and laugh all night. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's so wild. They had like a guy <laughs> eating glass and shit, like going nuts. <laughs> this is what yeah. weed will do to you. And it's funny yeah. because like yeah. our grandparents generation was that generation that was there and they have such a, a strong, you know, some a lot of them have a lot of strong, uh, you know, stigma against it. They're like, oh, it's so bad. It's like, oh, damn, like you're kind of a victim of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And so that's also a, a chance that we've had as well as a Delta eight, like lifestyle company is we've been able to kind of just talk to people and be like, Hey, this is Delta eight is new, but also, Hey, guess what? You can see that it's, you know, it's really great, but we get to talk about these, these topics as well, which no one gets to really, no one gets a chance to talk about that we are. So I think um, going off of that, one of the things that I've found cannabis does throughout, you know, my years of being, you know, a user of it, from being an advocate of it, you know, when I was even, you know, back in school, back in the day, we always, always go to like huge weed festivals and, you know, watch famous people speak and, you know, read the emperor wears no clothes and stuff like that. But like, I feel like cannabis, um, much like technology does to people in a different sidebar, it more, it exposes who you are, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're creative, you will paint more, you'll write more, you'll create more. If you're lazy, you're probably just going to sit on the couch more. So it's, I feel like it just kind of exposes who you are at a a certain level, as opposed to creating who you are. Because people think like, if you do this, you are like, you know, you fit this box. You know, this is who you are. I know you're lazy. You don't do anything. You didn't go to school. And you can go at a line item and be like, nope, graduated. Nope have this. Nope. Started this company. Nope. Like I play music. Like you can go down the line and be like, I know that's not me. And it's also not millions of other people that use cannabis in a productive way. Um, and I think this is just like the next natural step in evolution of productive use of cannabis. Um, that we, I by no means want to replace cannabis use in the market. That's a ridiculous attempt and at anything and it never would happen. Um, because flower has its place, you know, like, um, you know, I, I love our products, but I'm never going to just completely sign, you know, no cannabis is bad. You only have to use this. So it's like, it's, it's towing that line of, of how do we bring the best product to the right people, um, in the right time, you know? Uh, cause it's like, if we showed Richard's grandmother weed 20 years ago, she'd probably be like, get that shit out of my face. But she's had time to watch, you know, society evolve. And then Richard's now a co-founder in this company. And so that was the right time to have that conversation with her. So a lot of it is just us being in the industry, being patient and just providing education, providing free information, going on podcasts, talking to people and, and helping people see that there's no reefer madness. You know, yeah. you're not even going to go to jail anymore, depending on where you live. Um, we're even trying to think, look at things like the more act to expunge cases or people who are out or still in jail. So there's, there's so much that is happening in a positive light that it helps to undo the stigmas. Cause I mean, it's a century of stigma back. Oh, yeah. I mean, even pre marijuana tax act in 1937 through Harry J Anslinger, through mm-hmm. their first you know, little reprieve in the war when they needed hemp and they we used to work for the enemy. <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to work for Hearst uh, television station. I was like, oh wow, no kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that? I, it oh was my God. it was fine. Did they they were up on the wall. No, no, it wasn't that bad. It was <laughs> uh, number one. There, there were stations that were like way worse off. Like it wasn't a Fox station or anything. 
<laughs> but but they never like told people that they had to say this or had to say that. Uh, luckily, um, I've heard I've heard some horror stories from news. Um, oh really well that kind of stuff yeah yeah having having a list of like hot button issues do not say this word don't use this if like you know if if you say this here's the door i yeah i can only imagine man um but yeah so it's 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 a it's a a personal conversation with ourselves being like i can use cannabis and be a very productive member of society and so can you and here's how and that's yeah, kind of mm-hmm. kind of our angle, you know. It's 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 kind of and what's cool too is like it's that's where we're at. Like so we're trying to, you know, talk about, but it's like once we get past this wall, there's a whole lot of benefits. Like my grandfather, the all like almost all of the, you know, the cartilage around his hips from just a years and years of abuse in, in the Marine Corps, which I learned I got a smidgen of that, you know. He, I would love for him to eventually just be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try it out so that he can not be in pain every day. You know, there's, there's so many things like we're just, it's funny. Cause it's like, if, if we would just kind of drop these walls uh, around this, you know, around this plant, for example, it's like, it, it gives way to a lot of different, you know, medical benefits too. It's like, I don't know if there's a lot of research about it being very anti COVID. Um, I actually had, you know, obviously I, I, I'm kidding. Yeah, I can't make any medical claims. I'm not saying this is whole cold hard facts, but there is a ton of scientific research around it um, based on how it's very uh, anti-inflammatory to the lungs. And one of the big things is I literally watched um, somebody get tested positive for COVID. And then we gave that person um, our, you know, Delta 8, you know, high stick at the time. It was the original one. They were there. They had it. They were quarantined for like 10 days and they got tested again and they were negative. So, you know, that's not necessarily like a direct conclusive, like absolutely, you know, there's, you're gonna have to do a bunch of blind studies and all kinds of stuff. The science needs to be done on it, but it's like, we can't even get to that place because we're still going, Oh, cannabis is bad. But it's like, that's a crazy one too. It's like, there's vaccines put coming out. Everyone's kind of like, I don't know if you guys guys got vaccine, but like, I'm not yet. Nope. nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't I, want to. Until they hold me down and do it. Well, on, baby. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not anti-vax, but it's more like I'm going to let a million people go first yes. and see what happens. Yes, I'm not we're, anti-vax. We're like, yeah, I'm not anti-vax yeah. either. Right, right. For me, yeah. it's more. I'm just it's new more vax. Like, it's kind of scary. There's probably, there's probably I, grandparents who need it more than me at this point, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that yeah. too. Sure, exactly. Like um, like hospital workers and stuff. Like, So I used to work in politics. Uh, you know, I worked with uh, with a couple of lobbying firms. I, I was all about like, I'm going to change the world. And you're like, wow, this is a super broken machine. I'm not going to do anything really. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, all, all, those, uh, all those people like back in the day taught me that. Because my, my clients, I should say, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Novartis, Bayer, in a large percentage. I only worked with them for one year, FYI. I'm not part of the machine. I was like, y'all are evil. I'm out. Um, SLC punked it just went in for a year and like, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I was just like this is for me um, but like learning that their huge initiatives was like blocking putting information on the side of a bottle or you know like or things like that they're like oh we don't want to put that label on there I'm like but why and they're like just push for it and you're like okay so it's like learning that those are the people making this stuff and it usually takes them a couple of years and they did it in like six months I was like yeah I'm gonna let a million people go first I'm not anti-vax I get the flu shot, but like, I don't trust people. I'm gonna let a million, my wife got it. She, uh, she's a nursing student going through, um, clinicals. So she got it and she has a dead arm. Um, that's, that always happens when you get a big shot, intramuscular stuff. But like, um, 
But yeah, she was like teasing me. She's like, you're going to be fine. I was like, I know, but I'm just going to see what happens to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm kind of on the, I'm going to wait till everyone else does it first. I've gotten, I mean, when I was in the Marines, I got shot up with everything like every three months. You know, the worst one was like a peanut butter shot. I don't know if you guys know about that. No, no. what is this? It goes, Please explain. It goes Not through, chunky, it's a, is it? <laughs> it is it is a it's probably one of the thickest shots i've ever had and it went oh. directly into my they have to put it into the one that is the biggest muscle in your body so they put it in your butt oh, i thought so you were like, gonna say something else <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no absolutely Ew. not i'd rather off myself but like um you literally they they put me they put me like against a wall like so cold wall and they're like hey they have my my pants pulled down they they put this in and like i jerked so like it kind of it hurt even more because it kind of like we didn't go in properly. Yeah, I couldn't sit down for like a whole week. That that sucked. But um, yeah, like so I'm definitely I even I even have like a smallpox in my arm, um, one that created a scar. So I'm like, I'm but I'm not against vaccines for sure. I think the other thing though is where people are getting their news is is slowly starting to change, and that's another reason why I love podcasts. Like again, I'm sure you you know I'm not trying to push a savior complex on anybody but i think you guys like have a great chance to not give it misinformation and talk about things that other people you know that news stations you know they have parameters of what they can talk about what they can't based yeah, like what jesse like, was saying exactly yeah exactly so it's like i did want to have a small caveat of the of the delta 8 hemp cannabis whatever products you choose to use um the only way to get all of the health benefits without getting any of the negative benefit, ne negative side effects, you know, smoking anything is not healthy for you. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even smoking cannabis, um, like this is probably the purest way to enjoy the health benefits without any of the negative impact. Because when you ingest something, there's no, there's three ingredients in that. It's literally just mm -hmm. MCT oil, Delta eight, and then terpenes. And it's all organic. It's all natural. It's all, you know so there's no unhealthy aspect to it when you eat it whether it's i mean you said i was the granddaddy uh the granddaddy stoner right pop brownies um <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a holiday super bowl sunday so it's like it's like um yeah i'm i'm plugging everybody but the um eating a benefit um eating these gives you the benefits i think without any of the negative impacts you know of, of smoking anything because that's the majority of what we're viewing is a six to ten billion dollar market is people who this could benefit that are like even not adverse to the information you give them but you're not going to convince that old lady to smoke and i don't want to um you know so it's like oh we're getting her we, high one way or another no. one way or another we'll sneak some of that tincture sneak in her it into lasagna yeah, have a brownie <laughs> grandma <laughs> if you're looking for something different murder mile covers the untold unsolved and long forgotten murders in london's west end it's researched using the original police investigation files it's presented as a dramatization and it focuses on the victims' lives in an honest, detailed, and sympathetic way. Murder Mile is about life, not lunatics. So if you love true crime stories about real murders by regular people in everyday places, then Murder Mile is just for you. Murder Mile was nominated one of the best British true crime podcasts of 2018. So if you love things a little bit different, try Murder Mile. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. 
Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store, and no matter what, they they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin-safe technology, so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be uh, saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter Slackers at checkout. Manscaped.com, 20% off. Get your anti-chafing ball deodorant, your sweet lawnmower 2.0. Your nuts will thank you later. You can even rep them by getting yourself a Manscaped.com t-shirt. So head on over manscaped.com, 20% off at checkout, enter code SLACKERS. Get your ball swag here. No, we do not endorse dosing your grandma. All right. Just got to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, don't dose your grandma. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, so that I think just to, just to like put that out there for your, for your, for your listeners, um, you know, smoking is great. I, I do it. You know, we're all going to do it. But it's just like for the people who might want the benefits but are like oh, i don't know if i want to smoke we got you no worries well that's that's you another that's another, that's another great thing about this new category delta 8 in general and even just beyond us it's like you're going to see a lot more types of product categories i mean we right now like i said we have a ton we have a bunch of different ways to use this and and we're you know i don't know if you our infusers for example our powder infusers that goes right into water you know, you just, you shake it up and you drink that. And that's really great. Depending on which one you use, mind, you know, mindful, mellow or motivate. It's like, I can take it after I work out and just like no muscle soreness and, and all the back and shoulder issues I've had from the Marine Corps too. It's like, those are just completely inoculated. Oh yeah. And the inflammation. I mean, that's one of my biggest things, yep. for, you know, taking any sort of THC yeah. tincture type of type of related the shoulder for me. Well, what did you do for your shoulder? What happened there? Oh, uh, I've had both dislocated. <laughs> um one left one was skateboarding right one was uh unsanctioned uh boxing matches he's <laughs> nice. like mel gibson from lethal weapon you gotta like pop it in on, yeah. a, on a wall or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much out randomly so i mean cool. that the inflammation wise that's probably been my biggest use for for these products which is like has nothing to do with getting stoned you know Exactly. That's that's the cool thing. I mean, we'll definitely. I don't know. And John said he sent you everything. That's the one for you, man. I would I would definitely take, because I I pulled my ice. Um, I still powerlift. I powerlift now again. Um, because I'm get, like my I'm getting back into it. I used to powerlift, um, pretty religiously in in the Marine Corps and everything else that they make us do. Um, so I've got like I've pulled discs. You know, I've I've I probably rolled my ankles with weight on my back probably about a hundred times a year. Um, yeah. And, uh, I've, I've ripped my shoulder out falling out of, off a mountain, you know, there's just all kinds Jesus of my dislocated. My, yeah. I've got a lot of abuse at 27. That's not, I don't know. Like I shouldn't feel like this. <laughs> um, you should do a whole rest and recovery podcast with Richard. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Some mindful meditation and massage is what it sounds like. You need. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll fill that up in the background. <laughs> So yeah, the mellow is is great for that. I I I sleep like a baby with that. 
Did, these amazing. products definitely sound like they could help like a wide range yeah. of, you know, issues that people could have. Actually, one of the things I definitely wanted to touch on was you guys do some work with charities um, with your company, right? Yeah, we're, these are yeah. the things we're, we're most proud of for sure. Um, it's kind of, it's almost like we're using a lot of the, you know, cash as oxygen, right, for any business. And we're, use, we're allowing, we're able to use kind of the stuff, the, the cash we're getting in order to put it towards the things that we really like really what's what we're trying to do with with this platform. So um, right now what we're doing is we're giving back to the earth. So like we're fighting climate change and that is through planting trees. Right now we've been able to plant 15,000 trees and, and it's, it's our goal to get to a million by this year. Um, so yeah, so that's, that isn't the cool thing too is, and we wanted to be careful to do this the right way as everything else, right? Sustainable pack packaging too. We're making sure that all of our packaging is sustainable. Um, but also we're not, it's not like, oh, if, you know, for, we only plant a tree for every, you know, product sold. It's no, it's for every um, product that's manufactured. We, we use that to go towards planting trees. So there's that. And there are the other one, which is very, very near dear to, to my heart, which is um, we're partnered with Last Prisoner Project, which is um, the, the lastprisonproject.org, I believe is their site. They're amazing. They're, they're, you know, solely dedicated to fighting the effects on the war on drugs and the different types of systematic, you know, um, tactics of oppression that have been on people of color to marginalize. I don't know if you know about what red, redlining is, um, but that was something was, that was created in, you know, within real estate to marginalize people. And the maps are still available. You can look up redlining zones on Google and you'll see like, holy crap, like, you, you, these are where these terms blue collar come from. You have blue zones, you have red zones. Red zones were the worst. And so people who would want to build, um, they would never build or they would never want to invest in these red zones. And these typically, what's literally listed on what's red zones from back in the day is literally um, black people, um, you know, Hispanic or Latino, whatever you identify as, and foreigners. So these were kind of like your dangerous crime ridden zones. And that's the way they did that. So it's like they're fighting, they're fighting, you know, a lot of, they're, they're fighting for policy reform and they're also doing things that are just immediate, which is they're helping people get out of jail for, for extremely harsh um, crimes related to um, cannabis. Um, statistically, you know, you know, people of color in general, um, especially black people are 20% um, convicted harsher than white people. Um, one, a statistic I learned actually the other day, um, which is insane to me, Black people and white people, there's no difference to the amount of drug use between these. But that's that's something that's very pushed towards, you know, people of color in general. It's like, oh, they're the ones that use drugs, not white people. Um, so they're fighting that. They're also fighting like what, what you think about when when you send like the father away from, you know, the home, you disenfranchise the home. That's one way. Right. And then, you know, so there's a lot of effects of that. You know, the the, the father goes to jail. My dad went to jail. I've, I've got um you know, um, a lot of uncles and brothers have been in and out, you know, all my life. And so what happens there is, is not only do you different disenfranchise the home, but you create poverty just in that because the breadwinner typically, especially, you know, back in the day was the, the father. And so, um, that really, that's what helped perpetuate these, what we call hoods. Right. And, um, the kids don't have access to education. And so, you know, that's another correlation to why poverty lowers IQ, you know, because 
when you're busy trying to make ends meet, you have no time for anything else, you know? So they're fighting um, those effects or giving scholarships um, to kids who are affected by, you know, parents who've been incarcerated for cannabis, you know, especially now that it's legalized, people are still sitting in jail for cannabis. Yeah. From crimes they committed in the eighties. Exactly. There's a guy who just got it. Yeah. Ian can, Ian knows specifically the man who got released. I'm a, um, but there's a guy Thompson. Yep. 25 years for three Dude. pounds of cannabis back in the 80s. It's like so ridiculous. They, they, you never get time back. They took that man's whole damn life. You yeah, know he's not I mean? gonna get a settlement. He's not gonna get a settlement for the lost time. Like yeah. that would even make it better. But you know, it's it's ridiculous, dude. Imagine imagine doing that. Going say even if it wasn't 25 years, the second you send you know uh, you know uh, a man of color into uh, the criminal system, right? Into into and you institutionalize him, you know. Forever, when he gets out, it, he makes it harder for him to get a job. You know, it, it continues to enforce that stigma. It's like there's so many things, and then, I mean, it's a huge topic, so that's a, that's a big one on its own. But it's like, it's just a tactic, you know. And 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 so, it's it's insane. I don't know if you guys have watched the movie Just Mercy, also with Michael B. Jordan. No, I haven't. Seen it. If you guys watch any movie, especially during like Black History Month, um, I mean, just it doesn't have to be Black History Month, obviously, but especially this month, you know, for sure. If you guys watch any movie, you choose any movie to watch, Just Mercy is the one to, Do you know what it's on? To watch. If it's on, it's on I think it's on everything. Netflix um, yeah, it's on HBO Max. It's on Hulu. It's on Amazon Sweet. Prime. Yeah. yeah I we'll, think all those... We'll Go definitely ahead. put the link um, for for the charity uh, in the episode notes. So if people yeah. want to, you know, visit it and and look, yeah. look more into what they do. It's a, it sounds like it's it's a fantastic way to, you know, try and correct some of the wrongs that, you know, have have just really torn apart our society here in the US. A lot of the these institutional uh policies like redlining um and and just over policing certain areas have and and taking away the father figure from the home. The all these things just compound on on families and make it nearly impossible to climb out of these holes. But then we're supposed to believe in American dream, right? <laughs> what the fuck guys? <laughs> But yeah, but it's okay, Jesse. If you pull yourself up from your bootstraps, right? Yep. Yeah, it's no, it's it's really anti-gravity it's really, bootstraps. Really like that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, anti-gravity bootstraps that came to you in the form of generational wealth, not you, obviously. You know what I mean? It's like that. That's how people. A small loan of a million dollars. That's all. That's how they <laughs> one <the> small loan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just a million bucks. You know, like that, that's one of the the saddest things about it is that they knew what they were doing the whole time. I think uh, uh, one of the um, like internal White House directors with Nixon, uh, John Ehrlichman, uh, one of my you know quotes that I keep from his in my head because it's impossible to forget, is uh, he said, um, we knew that we couldn't make it illegal to be a hippie against the war. This is Nixon's guy back in the 70s. So he goes, we, couldn't, we knew we couldn't make it illegal to be against the war, a hippie, or black. But we could associate the hippies with cannabis, the marijuana, and we could associate the blacks with heroin and criminalize both heavily. And that allowed them to, and I'm paraphrasing, vilify us night after night after night on the evening news, uh, break up our meetings, um, seize our assets in our homes, um, disenfranchise our families. And, and then he, said, he goes on to say, did we, knew it, did we know it wasn't about the drugs? Of course we did. And it's like... Pfft. You know, he said that in the 90s, you know, having 20 years to reflect on all the shitty things they did in the 70s with the war on drugs. Um, but it really was an intentional disenfranchisement of an entire group of people, multiple groups of people for decades. 
And, and now with things like the last prisoner project, it's, it's so, it's almost impossible not to give to them when you go online and purchase legal cannabis products or hemp products. And then you're like, some guy in Tennessee is still sitting in jail. Some person in Massachusetts just opened a dispensary and they're making millions while some guy in Florida is still sitting, still sitting in a cell. So it's really like about having that honest conversation with us as an industry and then us as a society about like, where do we put our money and how do we put it to the best use? Cause like from us, from our perspective, it's not so much like, like it's not difficult to make money, like come up with a cool thing, promote it. Somebody will buy it. It's not about making, but what can you do with the, with the wealth that you get once you, once you achieve that, you know what I mean? Are you giving back? Are you putting down your, reaching out your hand to the people that are like you, but don't necessarily have the same access that you have, you know what I mean? So it's like, that, that's why this is one of the things that we really want to talk about. You know, funnily enough, it's Black History Month. We get the shortest month of the year. Cheers. But like, um, it's, it's just about that honest conversation with us as a society about like, where do we want to go into the next century? Because we are already 20 years into it, 21, you know, like, and I think the Last Prisoner Project is setting the tone for who we are going forward and uh, giving those that have been silenced a voice. So that's why we're like really passionate about them. Hell yeah, man. It's going to be an interesting time to be alive to see the prohibition on marijuana finally end. Hopefully, at least hopefully yeah. it'll end in our lifetime altogether. And, uh, and right some wrongs along the way, hopefully. Dude. You know? yeah, yes, just, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely, like man. the maniacal plan. It's like just like of fucking putting people down just based on false facts mm-hmm. and keeping people down. Yeah. It's just so sad. And we still live by yeah. it 100 years later. But it's also, it's also like, it's empowering, you know, to look at it from where it started to where it's, you know, from like the 1900s going from it being coming illegal, you know, and it's like interesting how cannabis history and, you know, the history of black and brown Americans tends to be pretty much the same of when we were convenient and when we were put down. So it's like, it's, it's definitely empowering to look at what has happened in the last century, what's happening now and what that says about what's coming. So that's that it's also like, yeah, sure. It's like, it's, it's heavy, you know, it's hard to read those things and not be like upset or, or depressed about it. But like, it's very, I find it very empowering to look at where we're going as a people and be like, yeah, we got a lot of people that we have to like drag by their feet, kicking and screaming into the next century. But how many of them were, were there 20 years ago or 50 years ago? So it's like, we're winning. It's just a matter of patience. You know? Yeah, I would I would say it's it's interesting too because for a lot of people, for example, the Black uh, Lives Matter protest that happened in March, um, you know, a lot of my friends who you know, you know, a lot of my white friends or just in general, people who've never because there's a lot of people of color as well who it's you know they're lucky now they have they don't live in certain areas and they don't experience certain things and so I mean it's much fewer than than I mean obviously it sounds like but you know the black lives matter was like the first thing they've ever seen before. You know, like I'm used to seeing this stuff. Like I'm used to people, you know, it just doesn't get put on the news the way that social media has allowed this to actually be kind of really blow up this time. I I think optimistically for sure it's, it's this time around, it's just different. I don't know what it is, but like, I just think that we're getting to this place where it's like, I just feel really good about this year. I was talking to my, my, uh, my boy, the one who was being loud earlier, (laughs) Um, you know, yeah, I was just like, I don't know. We just we were talking about it the other day. It's like this is something different about us, everyone, America, and like everyone this you know this time around. It's like I definitely think 
you know, we're going in a really good direction now. And I think, I think a lot of things that, you know, you know, I've grown up with and I've got dads and their, and their fathers and my mother and all that stuff. It's like that they've been kind of like screaming for and fighting for. It's like, I think now more than ever, we're, we're stepping into a different place, you know, especially with things like this, where it's like, I can even just talk about this and it not be a controversial topic necessarily on a podcast of people who are able to kind of lend their platform to speak on these things. That to me, that's powerful. That's a, that's a completely different type of society. Whereas like, you'd have to rely on, you know, maybe the world that you come from with TV production. It's like, you have to rely on their questions and, and their time scheduling and, and they're there. I've watched how some people come on those, those, those outlets, they'll try to talk about things. And then, you know, that anchor, that person, they're just really good at steering the conversation Exactly, which is so insane to me. Whereas, like this is this is free game. It's like because um, in their mind they're filling three minutes. They're not actually interested yep. in the talking about the thing and you know yeah. having a conversation yep. about the topic. Yeah, they've got somebody in their ears saying, "Okay, rap, cool, rap, we're rap, live rap. in thirty Oh man, yeah, it's like the uh, that's the new version of the cane. You know, <laughs> just take them off stage. <laughs> go, it's go. like, sorry, dude. Roll the music. Gotta yeah. pull them off. I, I mean, and yeah, that's the freedom that, that you have with things like this and uh, the education that can be given out to people and is accessible to people is mm-hmm. even more so with, with that. I'm curious too. Um, just, I'm just thinking about this right now, but like, what are your guys's like, I mean, what are you guys wanting to go with American Slacker? Um, At least to episode basically. 420. Oh, wait. Was <laughs> oh, he's got lower standards. Okay. I was trying to, I wanted to be the next hearse, but you know. Oh, but but not but like pro weed, yeah, pro weed people, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should have clarified that yeah. first. I'd like to be like him, but not like him. I would like to be as rich as him, but you know. Well, I mean, like we, none of the other shit. We've we've always had fun making the show together. I think that's always been our base. Is like yep. as long as we're having fun and putting out something that we're proud of, then that's that's kind of been the goal. Yeah. But at the same time, we enjoy networking and reaching out and talking to people who are doing interesting things like you guys. And I think that's an unexpected thing that's kind of come along with the show is just, you know, we've made friends all over the world, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, man. which which is invaluable. Uh, I mean, we would never run across you guys in the wild. Like, yeah. What are the chances we would have <laughs> met like out there just at a bar or something? God knows. You oh, know? Yeah, you see me outside. You're not talking to this guy. Not, <laughs> one of those faces, around. you know, you're like, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, man. That's why not with that, but like that. That's why, that's why I, I agree. I would never talk. I agree with all of it. No, no, I'm just no, no, like uh, I'm sorry. I agree with what Matt just said. That um, that yeah, you know, this is it's an incredible opportunity in this new time to be able to have these conversations and then promote them. You know, so people can just not be here but be with us in another way, and that that's another way to just keep pushing those conversations forward and 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 take that positive work from the last century into this new century, you know, cause we're, you know, I, I've said this before, I think I might've said it in the last podcast we were on. And, um, I don't know when I started saying it, but we are the last generation of people that has a connection with all of those fighters, whether it's for black rights, brown rights, American rights, human rights, for uh, cannabis rights, it, those people that had their homes seized and their assets seized and they lost everything. And they went to jail for complete bullshit. Like, those are our parents. Those are our, like, like my father's black and his, his lawsuit for, for 
the just like work rights within his own industry. He was a teacher and they refused to promote him for like decades. And it was just like in any facet of life, it's just like it exists and and we are the ones that have those experiences and can take them forward. You know, because like mm-hmm. the new generation of like, you know, I hate to sound like an old guy, but like the kids who are born like now, they're not going to have any like they're like, yeah, you buy weed with a credit card and it gets delivered. What's the big deal? <laughs> yep. So it's like they don't they won't even have that connection to like, you know, the stock and frisk, the stock, Jesus, the stop and frisk homies in oh, fucking New York. Like, yeah, it, it's just like. We know what happened because we were either there or our parents were there or our uncles were there or whatever. So that's why these experiences are really important to share with people and be like, this is what's up. Like this is what's happening. So it's like, it might not be visible to a lot of people, but these platforms are just like critical, you know, like it's, it's such a great idea to just do these kinds of things, you know, cause that's how we spread the message. That's how we, I mean, sure plug ourselves, but like that, that's how we grow as a people is to have these kinds of cool conversations, you know, full and support. Furthermore, I think to carry it on to the next generation is these stories the fact that we keep telling them and keep and remembering history is what's going to be most important to them to like have that understanding of like, Oh shit, it used to be pretty wild. Like you used to be able to just sell a joint at your house to somebody. And if it was an undercover cop, they could take your whole fucking house because you sold a drug in it. Yeah. Absolutely. It was out of control. Like, and a lot of people are unaware because it's stuff that gets buried. You know, you don't hear mainstream media talk about any of this really, unless it's like a special, but continuing these stories is going to be crucial to make sure that we don't repeat history down the line. Yeah, I mean, like the last prisoner project has, uh, you know, a great platform to bring that to the mainstream media. And like, I saw like a CNN article about Michael Thompson. And I was like, that wouldn't have been in the news 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Some guy gets out of jail for for being a criminal. You know, it's like, that's not news. But with the nuance that we all have in our social, you know, our our national consciousness, you know, like now that we all have these stories, and we can relate and we can speak to people and stuff like that's why that's in on CNN now. And it's like, so the yeah. country can now be like collectively, yes, he should not have been in jail. So that's yeah. that's the biggest step forward is that we've now reached mainstream acceptance of like mm-hmm. these kinds of stories. And people aren't just like, shut up. You've got it good now. Calm, like, you know, just work hard and all those American dream bullshit. So it's like this is this is uh this is a good time to to really like double down our efforts on everything we're doing as a culture. Yeah, what's what's interesting too is like you can't you can't silence people at this point. Like you know, like I learned about, you know, the guy who got out of jail off of Instagram, you know, I didn't learn off of the news. I don't even watch the news. Who watches the news anymore? It's like, I'm learning things. If I was a viewer, I'd be learning all this stuff from you, your podcast right now. You know, um, that's, I think, you know, like podcasters are now like the news outlet. I think in, in, in of all topics, it's not even just like on news, but just everything. And like, that's another thing too. I would want to know. It's like, what are your guys's like, if you guys could do it all over again, what would you guys do? Would you guys do it differently? And like, start earlier. Start earlier. <laughs> started earlier. Honestly, yeah. if I could do this all over again, I would have started right after we got out of high school. The first time Jesse, oh, yeah. I mean, we were talking about this like way back. Like he mentioned yeah. this, like, well, I'm pretty sure while you we were just out of high school and it's like, that was a prime time to get involved. If we would have gotten in that market earlier, it would be that much further ahead. I think, you know, is that, is that like what you guys networking are- and everything yeah. like that. That's kind of like why you guys are kind of like, yeah, start immediately. Mm. That yeah, and, so. and not stress as much over, yeah, over yeah, it. We I guess about everything. Yeah, everything. when we first started out, it was a big like anxiety <laughs> fest, essentially. Yeah. Getting on that mic, being nervous, yeah. like 
now we just get on and just do our thing, you know? It's well, yeah, because, I mean, the first, like, 100-something episodes, we didn't even do video. We didn't have a YouTube. Nope. It was it was just audio, too. Yeah. And even even that was nerve-wracking. Then we added video on top of it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to look presentable. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, you guys but, are both not wearing pants, right? Oh, Hell of no, course. <laughs> I got a belt on, though, for some reason. Anybody that's podcasting, <laughs> let me tell you, they're not wearing pants. Everybody um, stand up on three. Ready? Hang <laughs> <laughs> in, Chad. We have to get that blur effect ready. Like so, oh, you guys are working on some awesome stuff. Um, the the charity work you're doing it's it's something that every company should be taking into account when they're you know um, mm-hmm. approaching their their business model. I think so. So kudos on that. Um, where where can people find all the all your information and follow you and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I can hit that. We're we're everywhere. Um, so you just attach the name High Stick spelled h-i-i that's two i's and then stick spelled the normal way way s-t-i-c-k so it's high stick again h-i-i-s-t-i-c-k um we have a website as well highstick.com we're on all social media platforms and we are um so that's linkedin twitter youtube instagram facebook you know whatever it is you name it we're on clubhouse now too and then hopefully, you know, like using some of the tips you guys give us, you know, we we'll want to do a podcast as well. So you can look out for that. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty easy to find us anywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a blast. It's informational as hell. Love uh, the game you guys are spending in. We definitely see you're going to do nothing but success in the long yeah, run. Absolutely. Can't wait to get your product. Honestly, I'm like fiending to try your product. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel so bad that I didn't get there in time. You know, oh, that's all right. It's all good. All good. Right. Right. You guys get everything you need. Building the anticipation. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like Christmas morning all over. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be dope actually to get uh, you guys on it, and we just all get up and just blaze. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That happened for sure. Great <laughs> idea, Richard. Let's let's roll video on that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll get I'll make sure to get some kind of meadow like Jesse's got right now. Nice. Dude, I'm kind of, I'm oh, kind this, of is, this is a cannabis bound in the background <laughs> you got going on there. I like that. Yeah, no, I love I love the hemp <laughs> going on back there. My favorite thing is the fire hoe behind you, uh, Matt. The fire oh, hoe, yeah. You like that? You like that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I love chop that. shop <laughs> this is why, this is why people have to be watching on the youtube all these all these visuals usually i write something cute here for people to just kind of easter yeah. egg it you know but i, I was lazy today you know? it was early. Yeah. <laughs> i love that real quick before we get out people uh get me mwg media on instagram maddie g from hp on xbox live and twitch come catch these hands or watch me deliver these mittens to people i'm telling yeah. you it's exhilarating <laughs> yeah me and matter twitch streaming a whole bunch you can watch me play hitman and throw fish at people I, uh, Lander's the plane on everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, boys. Thank you so much again for coming on. It was a blast. We'll definitely do this again, and uh, hopefully we'll get to chime up on your podcast when you get it going. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Guys. All right. Till next time, people. That's it. There you go. We're smoking the miracle. miracle. We passing the miracle. Yeah. I'm mapping the miracle. Miracle. I'm second the miracle. Miracle. We talking the miracle. Miracle. We blazing the miracle. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. 
Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and act a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. You falling like Domino's bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing them, passing them. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We choking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America.